Welcome to the Live Well Podcast. I'm your host, Liv, a naturopathic doctor, mentor, energy healer, Akashic reader, intuitive, energetic business mentor, and honestly, so much more. I help you heal on a physical and emotional level so that you can feel delicious in your health, body, relationships, career, and bank account. This show is for those of you who are looking to go beyond the basic wellness stuff, cut out the BS, and really create a life you love. We talk about health, trauma healing, energetics, feminine energy, wealth, and magnetism so that you can live a life that feels delicious. In these episodes, we will have an honest conversation without the fluffy bullshit. You walk away with all of the insights, tools, and tips to truly live your best life, mind, body, and soul. If you are looking to live well, you are in the right place. For ways to work with me, visit keepupwithlive.com and follow me on Instagram at keepupwithlive for more. And with that, let's get into the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm excited to dive into another Juicy episode for you today. We are diving into all things hormones, PMS, PCOS, endo, getting to the root, uncovering the science. I mean, we're just diving in deep. I have my matcha ready to go. I've been obsessed with the Symbiotica matcha. It is so good. I just whisk a little bit with some hot water. I froth normally um, some full fat coconut milk, but I had some cashew milk that was opened from Rewire this weekend. So it's that Elmhurst cashew. So it's super creamy. So I use that, but I like both. And I put some lion's mane mushroom in there as well. So it's just like a tincture that has a a glycerin base. So you don't get the alcoholy taste of a tincture in your matcha. And it is very, very good. So we're good to go. We are going to dive into this nice podcast for you. And hopefully you learn something from this. Take this. I mean, also save it because it is a good one. So with that being said, hormones, PMS, and all that stuff, there's always an emotional component, right? <laughs> this is why we're here. And today we're getting into the nitty gritty. So I want to do a little background on cortisol for those who aren't familiar, because I think it can be helpful sometimes to see that you know, the emotional and the physical are not separate. One is linked to the other. One causes the other, right? And so if you find yourself saying, well, is it emotional? Is it physical? It's like the physical leads to the emotional. So that's what we're going to be doing. So cortisol. When cortisol is high, it blocks this hormone called progesterone. Because to release cortisol, it actually has to take away from progesterone, which means then you also get issues with something called pregnenolone, which leads to more cycle issues, low libido, weight gain, even though you're doing all the quote unquote right things. And so progesterone is needed to boost metabolism, to lower inflammation, but also for things like fertility and preventing miscarriage. So we can see when cortisol is high, and it blocks progesterone. Progesterone is needed for all of these things. But then we also get issues with pregnenolone, meaning you get more like PMS symptoms, weight gain, low libido. We can kind of see how trauma repressed emotions in your nervous system causes cortisol to be not where it should be. And then you get all these downstream effects, right? Because when our trauma is not resolved, when we have repressed things in the background that have not been completed. I'm going to use that word in quotations completed because essentially that's what trauma is. It's emotions stored in your body that have not been completed. It means that the cortisol keeps firing, right? Your body doesn't perceive that the threat or the danger has gone. So your body is still secreting cortisol in relation to a 
stress, a trauma, an event that has quote unquote happened in the past and or something that can also be ongoing in the future, right? So this can be trauma from your parents divorcing when you were little. This can also be the ongoing day-to-day trauma of finances or this or that all, you know, a marriage, your relationship that then affects all of this. So if we think about it, constant trauma equals constant stress equals constant cortisol. And then of course the everyday stress is on top of the trauma and we no wonder why your cycles or your hormone are a mess. Remember, your cycle is like your monthly report card, right? Your bowel movements are your daily report card. Your cycle is your monthly report card, especially when it comes to kind of the issues we're going to discuss today in terms of these emotions and these emotional roots, but especially when it comes to your feminine energy and everything like that. So all of that stress raises estrogen and decreases progesterone, which leads to more PMS. All right. So when we talk about, oh, I have high estrogen symptoms, I you know have signs of PCOS and I have this. Okay. Your unresolved trauma causing high cortisol. All that high cortisol is then disrupting your progesterone relative, like decreasing of progesterone. And then we also have a high cortisol, which raises your estrogen and further decreases progesterone. So we have a decrease in progesterone two whammies through cortisol and through estrogen. And then we wonder why we have like cramping, um, PCOS symptoms, fertility issues, all that stuff. All right. So if we think about it, one of the big roots, and we're going to talk about the roots overall, and I'm also going to break them down specifically, but the constant trauma with the constant stress feeds this web. So we need to start completing that and we need to start resolving the stress, making you more safe, making you more regulated. And of course, getting into your feminine, which is the the next part of it. So not being in your feminine raises cortisol. So if you are stuck in your wounded masculine and mm, I sip of my matcha, I do have more episodes on kind of like the masculine feminine, but essentially being in your wounded masculine is anything that's hyper body focused, hyper direction focused, which means like needing to achieve in your career again and again and again, and nothing feels enough. The overall feeling of nothing feeling enough, not being able to slow down, perfectionism, um, the hustle and grind, needing to feel like you have to earn certain things, um, inability to receive, all of that stuff. All right. Cause your feminine energy is your life force energy as a woman. And so it is where you not only bring in abundance and magnetism and all that, but it's obviously tied to your health as well. It's tied to your hormones, um, your skin, your relationship with food, your worth so much. And this also comes down to, you know, fear of being seen, feeling like you're quote unquote too much, but also kind of unworthy and not enough in some instances. These are all little signs that your feminine energy is not where it should be, that you're more likely in your masculine And that's probably coming out at least some way through your hormone, through your hormones. There's also things like not being able to set boundaries, people pleasing, right? When we can't set boundaries and we people please, this is a two factor thing, right? One of them is that you need to actually have enough self-love and self-worth to set boundaries. If you don't have self-love and self-worth, you can't set a boundary. And then from there, you also need personal power. So it's two things, self-love slash self-worth and then personal power. So Those are the two things that are required. If you don't have self-love and personal power because you're not in your feminine, because you're stuck in your masculine, well, we're going to get hormonal issues. So many of these hormonal issues are tied, as we can see, to things like 
PCOS, PMS, fertility, right? You may have experienced a negative relationship with your mom or your perception of women while growing up may have limited beliefs in terms of getting to your feminine. Oh, I need to do, do, do. I should be doing this. If I slow down, but I, you know, have all this stuff on my list I could be doing instead, you know, constant self-criticism, struggle standing up for yourself, you know, any, all of these things are basically indicating like any kind of PMS hormonal symptoms indicate that you are denying your feminine energy. And there is on some level rejection of the feminine processes slash rejection of you, right? You might be feeling like anxious or angry or trapped or disrespected or confused you know, maybe that you're not being heard, but then at the same time you hold yourself back and you can't speak your truth because you think you might be rejected. You know, all of these things are kind of looped together. And when we kind of really step back and become aware, and I guarantee as I'm saying some of these things, there's light bulbs going off your head or like, bing, that's me, bing, that's me. And it's like, oh, this is why I can put Vitex and, you know, all over my hormones. And if I don't heal these roots, there's not enough Vitex in the world that's going to outdo all of this, right? So if we think about especially like painful periods, so, you know, the contraction of your uterus muscles, that is stimulated by the hormone called prostaglandin. So, and that is produced in the mucosa of your uterus. <laughs> the overproduction of prostaglandin, which creates painful menstrual cycles, happens during these active conflict phases in your body, right? When we think about dis-ease in your body, disease, symptoms, dis-ease, conflict. This conflict raises prostaglandin. I am just popping on to let you guys know that goddess activation is now open. This is my signature program to really rewire your nervous system from the emotions, trauma, conditioning that is preventing you not only from loving yourself unconditionally, but really sinking into your feminine and having solid self-worth. This goes way beyond just clearing symptoms like PCOS, PMS, fertility, endo, and more that are linked to feminine energy in the body, but really actually living a life filled with pleasure. We'll be going over the exact processes and methods to really embody deep self-love so that you don't need external validation to feel good. And let me tell you, this is not go ahead and take a bubble bath. (laughs) This is about sinking into your feminine with ease because it no longer dysregulates your nervous system to slow down. Plus, we're going to be going into what is preventing your nervous system from sinking into your feminine and releasing that, along with releasing things like lack of self-worth and shame that keeps your nervous system comfortable in its wounded masculine. We're also going to be building a structure in your nervous system so that it feels safe to be in your feminine, along with dissolving the patterns and loops that are creating the feeling of nothing ever being enough and really running on that hamster wheel. So if you want to know how to be in receiving mode and really heal the parts of you that are preventing you from living a life that really turns you on, this is what goddess activation is all about. We were going to leave the link for that down below. If you are listening to this after this live round, definitely go ahead and join because as soon as you join, you get instant access to the portal and you can start healing and watching the content right away and then dive into the next round of live calls whenever they happen. So with that being said, if you have any questions, you can always email me or send me a message on Instagram, but this is truly going to be the best round yet. So when we get that raise of prostaglandin, because we have active conflicts in the body, right? Whenever we feel emotions, we get physical sensations that's trapped in the body. Prostaglandin goes up, estrogen increases, progesterone goes down. This is just like another layer that I'm tying together to the beginning. 
oh, okay, we can see how literally emotions influence prostaglandin and now we get painful cycles. So like literally ask yourself, hmm, what did I not deal with this month that now has me having cramps? And this could also be like, if you've never done this work, then it could be something like, you know, from a way back. But if you're like, this is your bread and butter and you're like, hmm, my cycles didn't used to be painful and like now they are, there, there's something that's coming up that you haven't really dealt with. Right. And then the issue of the conflict relapses again and again and again until you heal it, your body keeps reacting to it. And then you get trapped, right, in this vicious cycle, which is also why embodiment is key, right? So I want to dive kind of like deeper into PCOS in a second, because I really want to break down the specifics depending on what's going on for you hormonally. So you can really start to have the light bulb moments and you can really start to be like, hmm, this is why this is happening. Oh, wow. That's such good matcha. All right. So PCOS. Obviously, if you have PCOS, you know what it is. Polycystic ovarian syndrome. Essentially, there's a development of an ovarian cyst. More than one because we're poly. So there's more than one. Now, this, take everything I said so far, and we're adding on to it for PCOS. So it's everything about the feminine, everything about rejection, everything about not slowing down and being your masculine, all that plus the feeling of abandonment slash an existence conflict. So I'm going to break that down for you. So abandonment conflict are exactly what it sounds like. Now, what I will say through everything I just said, it can be something that's coming up that's not necessarily from the right now, but it can also be compounded by you abandoning yourself, you rejecting yourself and like current things, right? And so that's why it's really important to do the work and to in order like to clear this out because you don't want this to become a recurring conflict where then PCOS kind of becomes lifelong or something that you have to quote unquote manage instead of something you just kind of eliminate. So the abandonment is kind of like anything that's where you felt ousted, excluded, unwanted, rejection, rejection, <laughs> rejected, not understood, ignored, left out, isolated, alone. Like that encompasses a lot, right? You know, children really experience conflict even when they're put either into daycare or they go to school for the first time and maybe then they get excluded from the group, you know, or they don't feel as loved or, you know, parents don't spend as much time with them or a new sibling is born or a grandparent may pass away or a family member leaves you know, all of that is that loss there and the loss kind of, of that, that then causes that abandonment. Right. So even though you might be thinking, well, I didn't develop PCOS until I was in my twenties. How does like my dad leaving when I was five affect it? It does. Right. Cause it's, it's a physical manifestation. And as someone who's like had PCOS and cleared PCOS, it's the abandonment run, rings true. Right. So it can be something that happened earlier on, but it can be also you were good and then had a really bad, I don't know, breakup or you were rejected. It also doesn't have to be romantically, right? You could have been excluded from like a group of friends or bullied growing up or many of these things, right? When I think about what I know caused it for me, yes, I felt like abandoned by my dad, but I also was very much excluded from friend groups going up and I was bullied and I was left out and I was alone a lot of the time. Like they were more than one instance, which then kind of like compound it. Right. So that's in terms of like abandonment. And then when we think about kind of like an existence conflict, it's kind of like a, 
a fear for your life, you know, like a fish out of water type of feeling. Now, this doesn't mean necessarily that you had to have been in an emergency room or hospitalized or anything like that, though it can be. So if that happens, 100%. But it's the fear that even something might happen, you know, that you might have to go to the hospital, you might have to have this, or you might have to have that. And it's also in relation to your ability to like survive. So like that feeling whether that you've lost everything. So that could be the the loss of financial work, like stuff, the loss of a home, loss of your childhood home, loss of a person who provided security, whether that was emotionally or economically. Um, and that could be like a romantic person, that could be a parent, that could be um, any kind of loss where it really invokes that like existence, you know, where your whole existence is basically threatened. That's kind of what you really want to think about. So when we think about these two things, the abandonment and the existence, when it comes to PCOS compounded with everything else, I guarantee there are light bulbs going off in your head or like, oh, okay, that's why. All right. And then lastly, I want to keep this episode short and sweet, endometriosis. So endo is everything I said before the PCOS, like the feminine stuff, the slowing down, compounded with really allowing old limiting beliefs to prevent you from creating what you want in your life. So feeling either disappointed, frustrated, unsupported, ungrounded from a deep level of like rejecting yourself. And not only that, but holding onto feelings of rejection from other people. So whether that was rejection from dad, whether that was rejection from a high school boyfriend, it doesn't matter. Anywhere where there was like deep rejection that allowed you to then devalue and dishonor yourself, where then you deny yourself love and appreciation. So you might be feeling like insecure or inadequate, and then there's like a lack of self-worth, and then specifically replacing that with sugar, which sounds like a weird come around, but these are all the things that kind of like link into endo. So these are the areas that need to be cleaned up if you really want to resolve the conflict, right? Because until that conflict is resolved, your body is going to keep reacting to it. And so all of these things, all of these symptoms, what can start out as something light then develops into something more like PCOS or something like endo, which is why it's important to be aware of these things and kind of clean them up and solve them so that they don't continue to be something that you have to quote unquote manage or something that comes up either every month or obviously something that's very painful or that you have to navigate through. So with that being said, that is the truth about hormones, PMS, PCOS, and endo and really about getting to the root along with like the science, how feminine energy plays the role, kind of like the direct causes and why you still might be having these symptoms every month linked with like the trauma and the stress that causes them. So with that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you got something out of it, if you learned anything, I would love for you to either share it on your Instagram stories, send it to a friend, send it to any female that you know that you think would love to like learn this so that she can not only hear her hormones and all of these symptoms, but really start to get ahead of the situation as well. Cause this is also something where you can prevent a lot of stuff as well. So yeah, with that being said, I will see you in the next episode.